Greetings and welcome to the Libertarian Now podcast. I am your host, Now Libertarian, and this has been a show that I have been putting a lot of thought and time into preparing. It is not something that is a thing that I've done before, so I'm new to all of this, although I've, of course, listened to plenty of podcasts. So I have an idea of regular or relatively uh, basic structure uh, in that regard. So what is this all about? Well, since 1865... Uh, the Republican Party came to rise, and uh, the Democratic Party uh, as continued on. It's gotten to a point where, since the Industrial Revolution, the political structure of our country, the United States of America, has... really gotten ridiculous. Uh, I might even say redonkulous. That in and of itself tends to shed a light on many things that have happened. Uh, in the 1940s, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt um, took advantage of the lack of term limits uh, for the president of the United States of America and was elected to a fourth term. Uh, and then, of course, as we all know, he did pass away uh, due to some kind of natural cause. It was, of course, after that that term limits were placed on the president uh, that's just anecdotal. The main thing there was that FDR was against plunging the United States into a Second World War. And for some reason, uh, the Japanese felt compelled to attack Pearl Harbor. And so there was just a knee-jerk reaction. Totally natural, totally justified. Uh, the way that the country reacted was unprecedented in the, in the sense that everybody suddenly started working together for the common good, which in of itself, that was pretty awesome. Uh, there was a lot of changes going on and one of the byproducts of war is PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And the reason I highlight that is because of its pervasiveness in our society. And what I mean by that is that people go to war. There are wars that have been happening all over the world. 
that there was, of course, the Vietnam War, there was the Korean War, uh, there was probably some other wars that I'm not highlighting along the way here. Uh, feel free to uh, chime in in the comments uh, or reply if you'd like. Uh, and I would be happy to uh, further discuss this. Um, I'm, I'm also very open to arguments and debates. Uh, I'm not interested in putting anybody down and making them feel like they're wrong. So if you want to do that with me, then uh, you're probably not going to have a good rest of your day. Uh, just saying. <laughs> what I am looking for here, though, is a continuum of uh, this... Uh, subject that I just went on a tangent from. And so, yeah, there was, there's been more wars. There was the, there was the Gulf Wars, you know, we're getting into the 1990s now. And there was, of course, the, uh, the changing presidencies and, uh, so, and of course the duopoly between the Republican and the Democratic parties. And, I feel that this is important because it leads up to 9-11. And there was a... There was a Republican administration in the White House at that point in time. And I feel that that's significant based on 1865 when the Republican Party came to rise in its, in its own dominant way. And so that kind of seems to me to be, okay, there's been, there's been a lot of this uh, dominant and submissive stuff going on between uh, the two major political parties for over 100 years. So what does all that mean? Well, again, I'm, I'm just rambling on here about how I see things. Now, how I see things may not be how anybody else sees things. Again, this is why I am open to argument and debate to try and get to some kind of truth and some kind of agreement. You know, let's sit down, let's have a cup of coffee and and talk about these things. You know, my goal here isn't to raise anybody's uh blood temperature, if you will, uh, to the point of, hey, let's do something crazy. No, absolutely not. That's not acceptable because that would be a violation of the non-aggression principle. So I like to, th I like to keep things civil and respectful, um, things that I do not tolerate our name calling victim shaming gaslighting and if these things happen once uh, or anything else for that matter uh, that uh, may be related to 
any kind of emotional or verbal abuse, then I will call you on it. And if it continues, then you're gone. You're off the show. Otherwise, uh, I do uh, appreciate civil discourse and uh, any kind of uh, discussion that that can bring about heated discussion, but still maintains uh, a level of civil stability because why are we even talking about all this? Why, why even have a third party, uh, a third political party uh, attempt to uh, rise uh, to the levels of the uh, Democratic and Republican parties in this country? One thing that I've noticed with our neighbor to the north, Canada, is that they have had at least four major political parties operating uh, within their own sphere, within their own political sphere uh, for well over a decade. And now it's trickled down to the point where there's fairly close to 15 political parties, at least. Um, and looking here at the uh, United States, we have course the two major political parties um the libertarian party and the green party have also uh, made themselves well known um the green party not as much uh and and, and there are uh, likely to be uh, some good reasons as, as to why um there are also uh, other parties too there's uh the constitutional the constitutional party um or the constitutionist party I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's based on the Constitution. So um, that's one I like to give a nod to uh, because that's what our country is based and founded on. And right now there is a there is a growing movement uh, to attempt to uh, dismantle that. You know, people have been uh, taking down statues and other historical. Uh, landmarks that uh, that people believe uh, results are the are, are the co are the root causes for uh, a breakdown in our society regarding uh, the rise of things like toxic masculinity and third and fourth wave feminism. Uh, these things I I don't believe have any real. Uh, connection uh, to those um, results, if you will. And so it seems very silly to me uh, that that these people uh, are allowed to uh, continue. I mean, this is America, the land of opportunity, and everybody is given an opportunity to to do something with their lives, uh, to try and make things better for themselves and those around them. And if people are going around destroying statues and things, how is that making things better? Because you got all these other people who, these 
these statues and things that means something to them. There's there's an emotional connection to them, and all they're doing is just pissing people off. Um, and uh, a lot of those people are uh, are older generations. Now, see me, I'm in my mid forties, and so and so I I do understand these things uh, to certain extents. Um, you know, people people who are who are older who are unable to bear children anymore, um, they they have as much of a right as anybody else to live in the pursuit of happiness in this country. I mean, we're talking the Bill of Rights here. We're talking about the Declaration of Independence. There's also the Federalist Papers, uh, the Constitution, and all the amendments that go with it. Uh, you know, there's... Um, there's all these laws and got all these lawyers running around the country and all these laws piling up on the federal level and on each of the individual uh, 50 states level. Um, you know, and we have territories too. You know, we've got the Virgin Islands. We've got uh, Puerto Rico um, and, and a few others as well. Uh, and among others, I'm sure, but it... Um, I don't remember those off the top of my head right now. Again, feel free to uh, fill in in the comments. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, you know, these there there's there's so much detail that goes into all of this. And again, I'm just I'm just reciting history here. I'm attempting to convey my point of view to all of you. Who are listening because how else can I do that <laughs> so this is a uh, certainly a a step forward uh, for for myself uh, and and I hope that uh, I could be some kind of inspiration um, towards furthering uh, uh, civil discourse and uh, respect and tolerance for each other. Um, now, obviously, there are going to be exceptions to that, um, uh, to that uh, level of tolerance. I mean, people who violate the non-aggression principle... Um, you know, we can we can easily boil those down. Um, you know, people who murder. Um, I would say people that steal. Uh, whether it doesn't matter what the reason is, stealing is stealing, and it's and it's not right. You know, anybody can become emotionally uh, disheveled, but that's never an excuse to. Uh, to retaliate against someone, uh, to deprive them of whatever uh, they worked to acquire in order to uh, further their pursuit of happiness. So, 
then there are also things like uh, child molesters and um, and other. <laughs> Without going into too many of the words there, well, we'll just I'll just go ahead and say it: child rapists and uh, pedophiles. Uh, th th there's just there can be no excuse for that. There's never an excuse for that. People either need to fix themselves before that becomes a problem or they just need to um, burn and I don't say that lightly uh, I've had my own issues with that in the past of, uh, of being a victim and uh Things of that nature I won't get into right now. Uh, that That is something that could be uh, discussed at another time. Um, anybody who, who wishes to uh, discuss it, feel free to uh, direct message me. And I'll be happy to uh, keep that in private. Otherwise, uh, there, there are just a number of things that, that do bother me. Um, but... I don't feel that I, I I really feel that it it boils down to individual responsibility and and that can take so many different forms uh, being responsible for oneself I can mean getting a job uh, seeking uh, help from a mental health professional. Uh, it can mean taking time off from a job. It can mean leaving a job. Uh, there, there, there are so many different ways uh, that people can be uh, holding themselves accountable. And it is my firm belief that a lot of people do, but there are also a great number of people out there uh, who shift the blame to others uh, for their behavior. And that sort of aspect does not fit very well with libertarianism, uh, at least to me. Um, uh, and you may or may not agree. Uh, again, the comment section is open and, uh, I would be, I would be happy to, uh, discuss it. Um, I'm not, I don't consider myself to be right all the time. Uh, and, and, and if there is sufficient evidence and, uh, and a nice conversation to go along with it, then... I would be happy to admit that I'm wrong. I have no problems with that. <laughs> and I, I'll defend anybody's right to uh, really admit that, uh, uh, that, that they're wrong too. Uh, because that shouldn't be something where um, 
or guilt or shame should uh, be something to uh, uh, to be pushed on, to be um, how, how do I say it? bullied into, if you will. Um, you know these 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 are toxic emotions, and you know let's face it, we're all human beings. We're all susceptible to uh, to feeling this, this way. And, uh, some people handle it better than others. Um, I, I know that that's something, um, with regard to my own mental health that, uh, I struggled with for many years and, uh, I've gotten a better handle on. And so I don't feel that it's right to make somebody else feel, uh, guilty or, shameful for uh something that they may or may not have done before um now of course if they didn't do it then <laughs> why would they feel guilty or shame they would probably just feel pissed off you know who can blame them uh, i sure wouldn't um you know that if if that's something that i did then hey that's on me that's my fault so i would blame myself it's that simple uh but I digress and continue on here. Um, you know, other political parties. Uh, there are the uh, the Federalists. Um, there is a uh, a marijuana party. Um, and, and, and there's a host of others as well. Uh, there's there's, of course, the Independence Party, uh, which uh, thanks to Ross Perot. Uh, became public knowledge in the early 1990s uh, when he attempted to run for the position of president in the United States of America. Unfortunately, there was there was so much uh, bullying going on from uh, the Democrats and the Republicans at that point in time to... Uh, you know when, when they get into the duopoly, they're they're all up against each other, and anybody else that comes along, they're they're just they're just in agreement that that doesn't that there doesn't need to be a third party, and so they will do anything and everything that they can to attempt to legally uh, push people out, and uh, the, and and that was the case because. Ross, there was there was a, a number of things that happened then um, that uh, many people are aware of, but some people may not be aware of. And uh, the things that I'm referring to are uh, when Ross Perot uh, came up to the uh, last week before the election time, um, he decided to drop out, and then. After a week, he came back in and said, "Nope, I'm still running. I'm still running." Well, that gave people a lot. That discouraged a lot of people. So, well, okay, if he's not running, people were likely thinking, "Well, okay, he's not running, so I'm not going to vote for the independent party. I'm going to go Republican and Democrat." And that also did not help. Uh, matters in the political spectrum uh, with regard to the League of Women Voters. 
because uh, it was at that point, around that point in time, that uh, they decided to take a big step back from being involved uh, because of the uh, shenanigans uh, regarding that and the Federal Election Commission. Um, if you recall, in the 2016 election uh, between Donald J. Trump and uh, Hillary R. Clinton, there were a number of times when uh, the Federal Election Commission was referenced uh, as to having too many controlling aspects to prevent uh, third-party candidates from uh, getting into uh, the debates uh, for the President of the United States of America. And that was important because ever since Ross Perot and the League of Women Voters fell victim to the bullying tactics of the uh, liberals and the conservatives uh, back in the early 1990s, that lent itself to the increase of requirements in order to uh, be included in the debates, to be included in that uh, public national stage and and as we saw between uh, in that debate between uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, and this this also echoed back in into the O's uh, 2004 uh, when Barack Obama uh, faced off uh, against uh, his rival. Um, with uh, George uh, W. Bush, and uh, of course, as we know, uh, he didn't make it. Well, I don't think it was uh, Barack Obama in 2004. I believe that was 2008. Um, so I am incorrect in that. So no, that would have been uh, John Kerry. Yes, John Kerry was um, was up in 2004, so... I do apologize uh, for that misquote, uh, and uh, I stand corrected. So, yes, it was John Kerry who attempted to uh, unseat uh, George W. Bush in 2004. And, of course, uh, we all know how that went. And uh, in 2008, uh, thanks to uh, the term limits that were enacted uh, following... Uh, the presidency of Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, George W. Bush was uh, had to go in retirement. So, and so he and his wife Laura did so, and they seem to be doing all right. So, and and and, and while George Bush was not my uh, certainly not my choice huh, to be uh, to be president. Um, I, I do feel for him, uh, and his wife as a human being, uh, that, uh, the turmoil that they went through, um, is, uh, is finally behind them. Of course, there's still always going to be 
people who feel that retribution is at hand, maybe or maybe not. Uh, and by that I mean verbal retribution. So, you know, they're they're. You know, once in a while we get uh, we get some crazies, and uh, as evidenced by uh, the shootings, mass shootings that happen in our country, uh, which of course you know brings me to um, uh, stance of uh, the Second Amendment. Uh, Second Amendment is just like any other amendment. Uh, I fully support it. Uh, there are reasons for for each one for each amendment, and the, those are all built on uh, precedents uh, within our country, and uh, a lot of people feel that the persistence of these laws and building laws upon these laws and upon those laws ad infinitum uh, contribute to a cultural abuse that that gets pushed on to the rest of us so the way that if we look at the way that democracy works for instance that's a uh, that's ruling uh, a minority of people by the majority of people and that can be good and that can be bad and after 9-11, there were a lot of hurt people. And everybody just continue, has continued forth uh, with that. And a lot of people uh, seek out therapy and, and try to make the best of things. But... Mental health is not consistent uh, in our country. It is definitely strife with inconsistency. And different therapists are going to uh, help or not help in, uh, in certain ways. And people are going to... Uh, and, and we see evidence of this. We see evidence that people are going to use the political structure of this country in order to regulate uh, other people. And this has been going back and forth uh, between uh, Democrats and Republicans for so many years. And it's it's more prevalent in some states than it is in others. You know, we, we take a look at, uh, you know, there's, there's the whole blue state and the red state thing. You know, there's not really many yellow states just yet. And, <coughs> and that in and of itself seems to illustrate a wider picture that, be very difficult to discern within the entire spectrum of politics uh, in our country and it's not just politics it's it's mental health it's 
all it all it is is people agreeing and disagreeing about certain things and about uh, how things should be done or not done. Um, good example, I believe, is the wall that Donald Trump wants to build uh, between the United States and Mexico. Great idea, but to he's totally going about it the wrong way. Uh, and the reason I say that is because the, our, our country is already in debt where we've been uh, sending troops over to the Middle East for well over 20 years now. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. We're, we're becoming more codependent. Our country is more codependent on the rest of the world uh, for natural resources, namely oil. That's, that's the bottom line right there. And I, I don't see how uh, continuing to, uh, to get into uh, negative uh, discussions about that is going to help the situation. So my wonder is if we are able to uh, put less dependence on on the use of oil because that's the only realistic thing. I mean, why do we... I, I look at it as, okay, why do we need oil? Well, we use oil for a variety of things, mostly for the vehicles we drive. Cars, trucks, etc. Uh, some of that oil gets processed into uh, gasoline that's used to actually fuel the vehicles. Okay, that's one form of oil. Uh, another form of oil is uh, the different weights of oil. 10W30, 10W20, 5W30, you know, there, there, there's some, there's, and there's a variety more of others, uh, kinds of oil, uh, that's, and that's used just to make sure that everything works right. Um, there is, uh, hydraulic oil, uh, in the use of, um, heavy machinery. And, that's completely separate from the fuel source. So when we look at reducing dependence on oil, we're talking about we're talking about switching from a uh, a fuel source that uh, does not get converted over to gasoline. Uh, to something else like electric or hydrogen based or some other thing. The fact of the matter is, is that there's always going to be moving parts and in order for uh, the heat to dissipate from those moving parts so that it doesn't work anymore. I mean, that's what happens when you don't have enough oil in your car. It seizes up. 
it, it stops running because it's too hot. It's that simple. Uh, so we do need an amount of oil in order to in order to keep those things running. But look at the rise of vehicles such as SUVs, uh, Hummers, uh, things of that nature. You know, these are these are all great for the human ego, but they're absolutely terrible on everything else. So, which is which is why it's great that companies like Tesla um, and people like Elon Musk are. Uh, are taking that initiative they are they are blasting through and utilizing the free market to come up with new solutions and and it is very difficult because our american culture is based on competition when uh, henry ford uh, built his uh, initial production lines um, back around uh, a century ago. Uh, that was a a major turning point in the industrial revolution, and it made things easier in the aspect of production and and economics, uh, but. It also has helped to shed a light on the deterioration of of the mental uh, health of the uh, of the average American citizen. Uh, you know, there, there's there's always constantly talk about it, but there there are always going to be people uh, who feel that. That they don't need uh, help in that regard, that they're just fine, and and that is their right, that is their choice. Uh, but they don't necessarily. They and, and unfortunately, they become marginalized. Uh, they become very marginalized because of their reluctance to. Uh, even admit that there's a problem and even if they do admit that there's a problem uh, they're not willing to uh, step forth and and try to improve themselves so they things like that uh, cause people to be isolated and uh, and then of course they those people then suddenly find themselves going, okay, well, I'm isolated. I don't like that. So, uh, how can I, how can I get other people to understand how I feel? That's where the political process comes into play because what else, what other choice do they have other than their vote? So that, that to me, becomes a uh, strong component of uh, an abusive culture uh, in our society and that uh, among other things um, 
are some of the major problems that uh, that I see that uh, we as libertarians uh, have been uh, attempting to face. So, again, uh, you know, if if you agree or disagree, or if you have anything that you'd like to add to it, uh, there's the comment section. Uh, definitely look forward to uh, talking with people on any of these things. And uh, we're just coming up on, uh, well, actually just past 40 minutes here uh, of recording time. And... And if you've listened this far, then uh, thank you for sticking with it and and hearing me out on this. Uh, there is there is so much more that I can talk about, but I'm going to try and keep these episodes uh, to about the forty to forty five minute uh, limit. Uh, for the most part, um, some of them may wind up being um, less time, um, and even rarer may be uh, longer, uh, depending on uh, the curriculum. I I, I like it. I like to uh, think of it in that kind of structure because it it feels like it's more organic. If I try to adhere to uh, a set structure of time uh, for for this podcast then um, then that could cause uh, some kind of breakdown because uh, who who wants to be uh, confined and uh, and conformed to anything and you know within the libertarian party um, you know we we definitely do seek a uh, a common denominator of value and discipline but at the same time we also don't want to uh, do that at the expense of somebody else's happiness or liberty so that is why that is my basis for uh, for doing things in a kind of amoeba-like fashion uh, because everything is fluid, and by that I mean different people have different opinions and different ways of going about uh, expressing those opinions and uh, solving the problems that they have in life. And whether we agree or disagree to those solutions... Uh, seems to be of paramount importance uh, when we're facing uh, a variety of uh, different problems within our society. So, uh, again, thank you for uh, listening thus far, and hope that uh, everybody is having a a good weekend. Uh, Things seem to be uh, warming up here in the upper uh, Great Plains of the Midwest. And, uh, of course, it's not that way everywhere. There, There's still some snow falling and uh, still a lot of um, challenges ahead here as uh, things melt. So uh, that's something that 
will definitely be uh, keeping an eye on as well. But uh, I just wanted to uh, say thank you for uh, listening to the Libertarian Now podcast. Uh, this has been the first episode. And uh, some things that uh, I'd like to uh, do in the future is uh, come up with a better um structure of uh topics to discuss um in this episode i basically just r- rambled on but i like to have a uh i like to have some uh some topics of discussion which is where uh you the listener uh i greatly welcome your input on that uh and uh you know if if anybody would like to uh get on here and um uh, I would, I would be very happy to uh, host anyone. Um, uh, I have already had uh, one request uh, from someone, I believe, in the state of Connecticut, uh, who is um, running on a on the libertarian platform uh, for some sort of position. So, uh, hopefully, at some point in time, uh, I'll have him on here and uh we can uh discuss things and uh and hopefully find some sort of uh common ground and and go from there so uh hope you all have a good week and uh let's help make liberty great again